0: Tonight, if you've got your uh, Bible there, if uh, turn over to Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40, looking at uh, verses 27 through 31. Isaiah 27 through 31. And we are going to talk about tonight, where is your hope? Where is your hope for a few minutes tonight? Where is your hope? Let me ask you that question. Who is your hope in? Where is your hope? I think a lot of people's hope has changed in the last couple of months. If your hope was in your 401k, it probably isn't right now. If your hope was in someone in government, it probably isn't right now. If your hope is anywhere down here, It's a sad existence. It's something you really can't put any hope in. It's just volatile. It's moving. And everything is changing. But we're going to look at somewhere we can put our hope that you don't have to worry, that you can be confident, that you will never be shaken if you put your hope. And we know that's in Christ Jesus. And so we're going to look and we're going to see uh, we can put our hope in Christ Jesus, even in the Old Testament, in Isaiah chapter 40 tonight we're going to look at where is your hope where is your hope verse 27 says why sayest thou o jacob and speakest o israel my way is hid from the lord and my judgment is passed over from my god hast thou not known hast thou not heard that the everlasting god the lord the creator of the ends of the earth Faineth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young man shall utterly fall. But verse 31 tells us, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, they shall mount up with wings as eagles, they shall run and not be weary, they shall walk and not faint. So the question tonight is, where is your faith tonight? Where is your faith tonight? Hopefully your faith is in Jesus Christ. Let's pray tonight. Heavenly Father, we know that God, we can put our trust and our confidence in you. And Lord, when we do, God, we never regret that. God, we can put our confidence in people and they'll let us down. We can put our confidence in our own strength and it will fail us. God, we put our our faith in things and they will crumble before us. But God, there is a a cry here in this word of putting our hope in you. Lord, because you give us strength and help, God, you renew us. God, you you give us uh, your help and strength when we put our hope in you. And God, I pray that you examine us tonight. And Lord, if we are not completely trusting in you, that God tonight that we would put... All our faith and hope in you, Jesus Christ. We thank you for it. Lord, move tonight. You speak and not me. And God, you minister in this altar service. Almighty God, you have your way, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We are looking at where is your hope? Is your hope in the Lord or is it in something else? There is a very devastating effect When we lose hope, have you ever lost hope? Have you ever had something that you trusted and it let you down and all of your hope was in that and all of a sudden you found yourself fearful, you found yourself broken, you found yourself troubled? Why? Because the very thing that you put your confidence in has failed. And therefore, you need to make sure that your hope is in something eternal. And that's in our Savior Jesus Christ. Something happens when we lose hope. It was uh, in the, uh, during the uh, uh, war with the Viet Cong, there was prisoners of war. And there was a story that Major Harold Kushner told about uh, while they were prisoners of war. And, and, and there is there is something that you can tell in these prisoners that there was such a difference when you had hope. There made such a difference in the outcome of prisoners. And every war you will see that, that these prisoners of war in these concentration camps, whether it was the German uh, Auschwitz or some of these other prison camps or, or this one in particular, when men or women would give up hope, then they would just deteriorate and eventually die. We there was a story that he told about they had been in the, they were prisoners for more than five years, and he watched the described one of the soldiers. He was he watched one of the other soldiers that was a marine, a hard hardened marine who was wanting to make it into uh, to be able to live and to go home, and the Viet Cong had told this. Young Marine, if you do what we tell you to do, after a period of time, we're gonna let you go. And as you know, that was a lie. And so he was the model prisoner. He did everything they told him to do. He even tried to convince and you know, psychologically and tried to convince the other soldiers to put their trust and to obey and do whatever they told him to do. He was doing everything they said. And as long as he did that, as long as he had hope. That they were going to set him free. He, was, he had the strength to go on. It seemed like he was able to continue and he was just full of energy. But there came a day when he finally realized they had been lying to him. They had never intended to let him go free in the first place. And something snapped that same day. It's they start, This this major uh, Kushner said, all of a sudden it was like a light switch. All of a sudden he didn't want to get out of bed. All of a sudden he didn't want to comply with anything they told him to do. All of a sudden he didn't want to do any of the work that they asked him to do. He just laid in the bed and it was like he quit existing. And in a short period of time, he just died. What was the difference in him? It was the fact that he lost hope inside we need to know where our hope is and we need to be able to know that this isn't this world these problems that you're facing this isn't where our hope is we're going to face some things here but this isn't where our hope is We don't put our confidence in this world. It's just sinking sand. This world that we live in, this is just a place we're passing through. But our hope is somewhere eternal. Our hope is through the clouds. Our hope is in our Savior Jesus Christ. And as long as we keep our eyes upon Him, that He will help us make it through all the things that we're facing here. But we need to keep our hope in Him because that's where our strength comes from, is that we're not trusting in here. We're not looking at what we're going through here. We're looking to our hope which is in Jesus Christ. So the first question we're going to look at tonight, what steals your hope? We don't want to lose our hope. We want to keep our confidence in in Christ. But what has stolen our hope? That verse 27 there says, Why sayest thou, O Jacob, and speakest, O Israel? My way is hid From the Lord, and my judgment is passed over from my God. What this verse here is saying is that these people, if you go back and you look at what it's actually saying, these are these people are in bondage. They are being because of their sin. They are in Babylonian captivity and they've been there for a long time. And they were there not because they were innocent, but it was because of their sins. God, finally, after He warned them and they would not repent, they would not listen to what He was telling them to do, then judgment came. And they find themselves as prisoners. And they find themselves discouraged. And this verse here, and if you read, we're going to look at these a little bit. If you read this whole chapter 40, starting with verse 1, it's an amazing chapter talking about The power of God and how incredible He is. And we're going to look at some of those things. But it's going to show that you can put your hope in Him. Some of the things that takes away our hope is our own insufficiency. When I look at my weakness, when I look at the things that I can't do. You know, there was a a time when I used to feel like I could could do a whole lot more. There was a time when I felt like I had a lot more energy. But when I look at the problems that I face and then I look at my own self as the source to get through that problem, then I realize I'm insufficient for the task. And if I keep my confidence in the problem, and I look at myself, and I see the problem that I face, I'm going to get discouraged. I'm going to lose hope because I can't do it in myself. We can't overcome in ourselves. I was reading that in Isaiah's day, that there was, if you owed a creditor money, and you could not pay, that they would take a contract, and they would uh, post it on your house, and it was a warning. It was like almost like an eviction notice. And they would post it on your house for a short period of time, which would put up a notice for all to see that you've got a certain period of time to pay off that debt, and if not, they were going to foreclose, and they would put you out of your own house. But And so it would be a hopeless situation because these people wouldn't be able to pay. But... There was an opportunity. There was an opportunity if you had a redeemer. If you had someone else in your family. If you had someone else that cared about you. And they could pay the price. And they could pay the amount that you owed. They would take that a penalty. That, that, that agreement that showed that you owed money. Uh, that contract. And they would take it and fold it in half. And they would write on the back of it paid... And they would reattach it to the house to show you no longer owe anything that the debt has been paid. You're free and clear. And isn't that what the Lord did when He came as our Savior? And in fact, if you look at the verses before this at the beginning of that chapter, it's referring to our hope in Jesus Christ. It's talking about the Savior. Isaiah is pointing forward that we can put our confidence and trust in a Savior that is coming and He's pointing to the Messiah that's coming Jesus Christ that's who he said you can put your hope in and that's who we can put our hope in today so your insufficiency will steal your hope what else will steal your hope your own sin your sin will steal your hope Israel here finds themselves in a hopeless situation they are in judgment they are under bondage and it seems like there's no hope and so what they're saying here at the beginning of this verse is, it says, why are you saying that there, are uh, oh, Israel and oh, Jacob, why, why are you saying that my way is hid from the Lord? God doesn't even see me is what they're saying. And my judgment is passed over and God's not going to do anything for us. Have you ever felt hopeless like that? Have you ever been in a situation and you says, God evidently doesn't even know what I'm going through? God doesn't even see the circumstance I'm in. God's not going to change it because it's been this way for too long. God evidently doesn't see what I'm going through or ever is going to change it and this 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 chapter is telling us don't believe that lie don't believe you know what that's what the enemy wants you to believe the enemy wants you to believe but that thing you're facing that thing that you're coming up against that you can't defeat it and it's never going to change and that God's not going to turn anything around you might as well just give up hope and lay down and just die you might as well just give up hope because nothing is ever going to change. And this word here says, what are you doing? Why are you saying that? Why are you trusting in anything but Him? Because you can't give up hope and He's going to tell us why we don't give up hope. We can't trust in ourselves. We can't trust in something that steals is when there's sin in our life. They knew they deserved. They knew that they were their sinners. They knew that they had rejected God and they knew that they deserved where they were. You know what? You and I, are in the same boat. As sinners, we deserved God's judgment. As sinners, we didn't deserve God's forgiveness. And so we could sit there. I remember those times that I couldn't sleep. I remember as a sinner when I had rejected God. I remember as a young person who had given his heart to the Lord at age seven. And I remember all the wonderful experiences. I remember getting the Holy Ghost at age 12. I remember the youth camps I went to. I remember the youth services I went to. I remember all the moves of God when we would pray around the altar. I remembered all those wonderful experiences that I had. But those were in the past. And somehow I'd strayed away from the things of God and it seemed like there was no hope. I remember how fearful I was at night to even go to sleep because I knew that if the Lord come back before I woke, I knew I was lost. I knew that I couldn't pay the price. I knew that sin was countless and that there was no hope inside of me because my sin had separated me from God. I knew that. I was a miserable sinner. But thank God, my Redeemer came down and He took that list of sins that was full of sins. My sins were as scarlet. And He took those and He washed away every stain. He washed me white as snow and He folded it over and He tacked it on and on the back it said paid in full. Thank God that God Sin His Son and we, even though we are unworthy and our sin separates us from God, we can have hope in God because of what He did by sending His Son. And so He's telling us, oh, don't let Him steal your hope. Don't let the enemy steal your hope. Put your hope... In Jesus Christ. So what we see what steals our hope. So where should we place our hope? Where should our hope be then? If if we shouldn't be discouraged, if we shouldn't. It says and it answers that in verse 28. It says, Hast thou not known? It, it's saying here, hey, listen, where have you been? Have you not heard? And what does it say? It says, Hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth. Faineth not, neither is weary, there is no searching of his understanding. He says, Have you, do you not know who your Lord and your hope is in? It's in a God, the creator, that created everything that you can see and everything you can't even see. And he's a God that's full of power and might. And it says that no no searching of his understanding means you cannot fathom. You can't find a tape measure long enough to get to the end of his understanding. He has wisdom that you can't even understand. He has. There is nothing that you need to know. He doesn't have the answer. He has power that is limitless. And he's saying we can place our hope. So, where should we place our hope? In a God that is all powerful and all knowing. We can put our confidence in Him. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Isaiah 40, 12. 13 tells us about how great he is and in fact if you look at I encourage you tonight before you go to bed read this whole chapter and then when you get to this these verses that I'm going over it will encourage you to realize how awesome and powerful he is because Isaiah is telling is is declaring here of who and also how awesome he is that he cares about us if you realize who he is and then you think he cares about you and he cares about me oh it makes it that much more wonderful he talks about him a little bit just In these verses, there's plenty more. But in verse 12 and 13, it describes God and says, Who hath measured the waters, all the waters, the expansive waters in the seas with the hollow of his hand. And it says, and meted out, measured out the heaven with the span, just with the span of his hand. He's able to measure as far as the east is from the west. We can't even put a number to it. And it says that he did that just with the measure of one hand. And it says, and comprehended the dust of the earth in a measure. And it said, and weighed the mountains in scales, and the hills in a balance. Verse 13 says, talking about his, un, his wisdom, His all-knowing wisdom, says, who hath directed the Spirit of the Lord, or being His counselor hath taught Him? In other words, who do you think has given this knowledge? Where does it come from? Who in the world is instructed and taught God? No one. God is all-knowing. God is all-powerful. God is almighty. And that makes it even that much more wondrous that He cares for you and He cares for me. What an awesome God. So where should we place our hope? In an all-powerful and all-knowing God. Where else should we place our hope? Place your hope in God who is worthy of all worship and glory. We see in verse 16, it talks about how worthy God is of worship and glory. It says in verse 16, it says, In Lebanon... First of all, you've got to understand what Lebanon was where when they built things, it's when they built the temples and when they built large structures, they would send for these cedars of Lebanon, these great, this mighty forest that was so expansive and full of huge, strong, straight trees. And it was just a mighty forest. And that's where they would get their lumber for And it was a a force full of animals. And it says in this verse so you think about it says, and Lebanon, with with all of its expansive lumber, is not sufficient to burn, nor the beast thereof sufficient for a burnt offering. It's saying that if you took all of the the lumber and you took all the beasts, They would even take a drop in a bucket compared to the glory of God who is worthy of our worship, who is worthy of our sacrifice. And it's talking about an awesome God. So that's who we should put our faith and our confidence in. Praise His holy name. He's worthy tonight. He's worthy. He's worthy. Why else is He worthy? Because of what He did for you and me. Oh, why should we put our confidence and faith in Him? Because He loved you enough. He loved me enough. He gave his all for you and me. Oh, isn't he worthy to put our hope in? The one who is the lover of your soul. The one who says that he thinks of you. And he was thinking of you before you took your first breath. That he plans out your days. That he plans to bless you. He has joy in doing good things for you. Every day that, you're, you, that he renews his mercies for you. Every day. Oh, He's worthy of praise and putting our confidence in. So today, don't put your confidence in anything else but Him. That's who we should put our confidence in. So what happens? We put our confidence. We know it's the Lord. So what happens? What happens when Christ is your hope? You put your confidence in Him. So what happens? It says in verse 28, here's the benefits of Christ being your hope. It says in 29, He giveth power To the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. We looked at these incredible verses that that's the ver- that we looked at of God's power and strength and it talks about how incredible and how great he is and even some of the verses that you will read it talks about that the uh talks about the stars that the stars that he that he cast them all out and that he knows them and he calls them by name every single one of them he has details that he knows them by name and he talks about all the nations of the earth and that he that the even the the islands all the islands are no more to him than specks of dust on a scale. And all the nations of the world to him, it says, are as nothing. And what it's talking about to him compared to you, these things that he did are awesome and mighty, and we look at them with just awe and wonder. But the Word of God is telling us that to him, to compared to us, these things aren't even important to him. All these things are not important, but your soul is. Your soul is the ultimate thing that He loves and that He sacrifices for and that He is calling on you to put your faith in Him so that He can be alive and real in your life. Oh, we can. We should be excited that our hope is in someone who loves us so much. Someone who puts our, or put our confidence in Him. Hallelujah. So, what does He tell us if we put our hope in Him? It says that He will uh, give power to the faint, to those who put their hope in Him. And you're faint in your own self. You have you have limitations, don't you? You you get weak and you get tired. And the older you get, the quicker that comes around. And so we realize that we in ourselves, have limitations. But thank God, if you look at all the verses before this, you'll see that God has no limitations. He doesn't get weary. He doesn't get tired. He has no limit to His wisdom, to His strength, to His power. And so He offers it to those. Who does He give it to? He gives it to those who puts their hope in Him. If we put our faith and complete hope in Him, we don't have to trust in our limited ability. It says that He gives us unlimited power. It also says that if those that who put their hope in Him and are weak, weakness, we don't have strength. We don't have to trust in our own strength because our strength will fail. Our strength is limited, but He gives us His strength, which is everlasting. It never comes to uh, to an end. I was thinking as I was reading this this afternoon. I was thinking about myself uh, because I feel like, you know, I can see over the years how that, how that stuff has changed. And I was thinking about when I was a teenager. And, and some of you all can do this. You go back and you think of how different things were. When you're a teenager, you feel invincible. When you're a teenager, you feel like you don't have an end of strength uh, for the most part. And you feel like you can do anything. You could charge a hill, and it doesn't matter. You can just, you know, you come up with these crazy things to do. Why? Because you feel like you have no end of your strength. And if I think about doing those things now, I'm like, no, there ain't a chance. I would even try some of those things. But I was remembering some of the some of my friends would get uh, uh, would get aggravated with me because I would be a little bit hyper and I had so much pent up energy that I was just I would talk fast and I would just bounce around, and I would make them nervous. And then even when I would sit down, my knee would shake uh, with nervous energy. It was like, and if somebody stopped that knee, the other knee would start. It would just happen. It was just a natural thing. Why? Because I felt like I had limit, uh, limitless energy, but it wasn't the case. But I can tell you right now, that is not the case now. But we, it says here in these verses that that's not the case. There isn't a limit, even to those that are young even to those that are are youth. They have great energy, but there is a limit. There is a limit, and when we come to the end of that, we are depleted, and we cannot go on. But it says here, don't trust in your strength. Don't put your confidence in man. Don't put your trust in your own self, because you have limited strength. You have limited capability. But put your hope in me, who has no limits. And I'm there ready to move. I'm ready to act on your behalf. And I will come through strong. And it's only for those who put their confidence in Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we can put our trust, our confidence, our hope in Him. And when we rely on Him, we won't find the end of it. But we get new strength, which is new every day, which is renewed every time we need it. He's there. How many times in your life can you think of those times that you didn't think you could take another step? There's times that I've been through that I'm like, Lord, I can't even take another step toward the pulpit. I can't take another step out of my house. I can't take another step because I've come to the end of my strength. And it's those times that if I can get in his presence, if I can get in his glorious presence and I can just just fall into his glory and fall in his presence and start lifting up my hands and worshiping him. And even though I, I have no strength in myself, as my hands goes up and I'm worshiping him and I'm saying, God, I, I know I don't have any strength, but I know my strength is not important. It's you, Lord. And I can't fight a battle in my strength anyway. Lord, it's got to be in you. And I worship you and I thank you that you were there yesterday and and you were there last week when I had that other problem. And when two years ago, you had that other problem. And I've seen you do all this this last week and somebody else. And i felt you this morning and so forth. All of a sudden, you will start feeling renewed strength. Is that you? Is that something because you ate something? No, it's because the glory of God will come down in your spirit and He will give you strength that's not your own, but it comes down from Him and He wants to renew us. And because the church is so lethargic, the church is so weak. Why? Because we trust in our own strength. We trust in our own power. We're trusting to be able to get the job done. We're trusting that we're going to be able to save souls and do the things that God wants us to do. But if we find out that we're operating in our strength, We're wasting our time. We've got to come to that place where we together get together and say, God, you get rid of everything that's me. God, you get rid of everything that I think. You get rid of everything that's my strength. And God, let me lean on you because that's when I can press in. That's when I can see your glory. That's when I can see your power. It's when it's you acting and it's not me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord told... Paul who had that problem with his eye or whatever he had this, you know, this, this ailment that he had three times he came to him and he begged him God please take it away I can't do the ministry you've called me to do I can't take another step this is just aggravating me to death and the Lord says that my strength I'm not going to remove it because my strength is made perfect in your weakness when you're the weakest and you quit, you can't rely on yourself and your wisdom no longer can help you and your, your program that you've come up with is not not going to be what you can do when you have to say Lord if I take a step it's you that's when I can be made perfect my strength becomes perfect when you realize you can't do it yourself our hope is God to be in him And if our nation needs to know anything, you can't put your confidence in in a president. You can't put your confidence in a Congress. You can't put your confidence in a 401k or the stock market or Apple or anybody else. You can only put your confidence in one thing. The only one thing that's going to be on the rock of ages that never changes, that's never going to move, and that's Jesus Christ. Put your confidence in Him. Put your confidence in Him, and you will find new strength. When your heart's breaking, He'll come blowing in. And He'll come and strengthen you. He'll encourage you. He'll give you strength that you know is not your own. You'll know it's not you. Why? Because you have no strength. And all of a sudden, there's a zeal that fills your soul. There's strength to take another step. And in fact, you don't walk. But the Scriptures tells us in this next verse that you run. In fact, you soar above the problem. Why? Because where your confidence is in. So we see that we have answered the question of what steals your hope and where should you place your hope and what happens when you place your hope in that Jesus Christ. And the last thing we're going to look at tonight, so how do you place your hope? How do you do it? How is it that we go and we find the strength that we need? That we find the Lord is going to be make available His help for us. We want that. We read those verses. He says, I'm going to give you my strength. I'm going to give you my help. You're not going to get weary. I'm going to give you my strength. Oh, Lord, I want that. Don't you? Don't you want His help? Don't you want His strength? Don't you want victory in your life? I say resounding, yes, Lord, that's what I want. And then so I ask the natural question is, how do I get it, Lord? How do I get that strength? How do I place my complete hope in you? How do we do it, Lord? Because I don't know how. He tells us in this last verse 31, he tells us how you're going to receive that strength and how you put your hope in him. It says, but they that wait upon the Lord. They that wait upon the Lord. You may have been waiting all night. Well, where are you getting hope from? Where are you? You're preaching on hope. But I'm not seeing the word hope pop out here any. But that word there in verse 31 that says they that wait is actually the original Hebrew says hope. The word there says those who place their hope in the Lord shall renew their strength shall renew their strength. And that word renew there is actually, its original word is replace. It's saying those who put their hope in Jesus Christ replace their strength. What do we replace it with? His strength. His strength. Our strength is weak. Our strength is insufficient in a spiritual battle. Our strength will not take us out of this world, but his strength will. And he's promising those who put hope in him. Those who say, God, you're the one I look to. You're the one I trust. You're the one that I put my confidence in. And it says that he will replace your strength with his I was thinking about that replacing. I was thinking it just hit my mind. I was thinking as a, and I haven't talked to dad about it, but I remember a long time ago, which I know they've got these now. Our ambulances have them, but they're automatic. But I remember in dad had an old pickup truck and uh, older one of his, I and mean, I think it might have been the one he sold a few years ago. But one of his pickup trucks, and it might have been the Dodge before that, but one of them, I remember, and, and, and Dad, forgive me if I get this wrong, but in one of them, he had you could drop open, I think. It might have been out in the open, but I thought you had to open like the cigarette lighter to get to it. But it might have been right there on the dash on the bottom. But there was a switch, a little lever you could flip, and it had dual tanks on it. And that, that pickup had two tanks. And there was times that we would be out, and he would get down, and the truck would start sputtering. And what I was, what's wrong? It's running out. Of, oh, no. What are we going to do? No problem. Switch. He would flip that switch. All of a sudden, boom, down the road we would go. What happened? That, wasn't that tank empty, Dad? Absolutely it was empty. Then how are we going? Because we're not operating on that tank anymore. We've just switched over to a full tank, a brand-new full tank, and we are ready to go. That's the way that our pre- it is in the presence of the Lord, is that we don't have to operate on our strength. All of a sudden, we're trying to make it down the road and we're getting low and we don't know what we're going to do. And we trust in the Lord. We put our confidence in Him. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit comes down and He fills you with His presence and you feel His glory in your life. And all of a sudden, boom, the switch is thrown and you feel the glory of God. And now you're not operating in your strength anymore, but you're operating in that heavenly strength of the Holy Spirit that God wants to give you and how do you get that put your hope in him put your confidence in him and he will give you that strength hallelujah he is a faithful God he is an almighty God hallelujah and it goes on says that if you put your strength that you renew your strength they shall mount up with wings as Eagles this talking about mount up is actually talking about the molting process that's going on with eagles and and there's the, the the Eagles when they get older they 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 molt and they lose the old uh the old feathers uh, that, that these eagles get quite old actually and they these feathers get old and they get uh, frail and they get brittle and they get and all of a sudden they go through a period to where they're given it says that they're changed this word means changed and it's talking about they're given brand new feathers new strength new power and what are they able to do they're able to soar above every situation they're able to fly they're able to fly above the problem all of a sudden they couldn't before but now because they've been given new strength new help all of a sudden they're able to soar hallelujah just as that eagle is able to soar above every situation above every prey They're able to, because of the wings, the feathers, the strength that God has given them. It says that you shall run and not be weary. When we place our hope in Christ, our hope is in Him. We are no longer going to be weary as we walk with Him. You know, when you do things in your own strength, one of the signs of that is you'll find yourself getting weary. When you're trying to serve God in your own strength, you'll find yourself having to push yourself down the road. When you're not putting your complete trust in him and getting his renewal in your life, you'll find yourself getting tired. You'll find yourself having to kind of prod yourself. I've got to keep moving. And I know there's, there's times in every one of our lives that we feel that way, that we feel like I've got to keep moving. I can't stop. I can't give up. I got to keep moving. It's those times that we need to stop and have a renewal in the presence of God and say, Lord, you're my hope. You're my help. Lord, you give me your strength. Lord, help me to fly as an eagle lord help me to run and not be weary help me to walk and not faint hallelujah i was thinking as an illustration of that i was thinking back when i and i need to get back on the plan i had lost a bunch of weight and i remember when i first started before when i started losing weight i didn't even want to walk at first it was just like for the first so many pounds i just lost weight and that was as good as it's going to get but then all of a sudden i had this pent-up energy because I was making progress and then I started to walk I wanted to walk because I needed I just needed something to burn that energy and it just seemed like it just made me feel that much better and it didn't take long that that wasn't enough all of a sudden no longer well at first I was weary I didn't even want to walk and it just killed me to walk and then I was willing to willing to walk because I felt so good because of the strength that I was receiving and then all of a sudden I didn't want to walk I'd catch myself walking and I would just take off just kind of jogging and running why because I had so much energy I wanted to run and this is what it's talking about in these verses. That the things that used to make you weary, the things that used to discourage you, the things that you couldn't make it down the road in your own strength, all of a sudden, when that refreshing of God's presence comes in your life, you'll find that not only you're not weary anymore, but all oh, you'll find that you can charge into Him. Why? Because you're not trusting you anymore. You're trusting in Him. And you're like, Lord, I know I can trust you. Lord, you've got this under control. And Lord, I have joy in my heart and soul. And I'm trusting in you and the power of your mind. Oh, isn't it wonderful that we can trust in Him and that we can feel the strength that He gives us? And He's promised them that here tonight he's talking to his people and he's if you look at those verses before he's he tells him he says yes you've sinned and you've paid in fact you've paid double for the sin that you've done but I've come and your sin is paid in full your sin is paid in full and you can put your faith and confidence in me because I hear your cry I see where you're at I'm going to give I'm going to be victorious for you if you just put your hope in me and so today we're encouraged the same way put your confidence in him and he won't let you down hallelujah tonight in closing we see that Paul had the same thing and he was talking about I I put my hope in him and I'm not going to look back I'm not going to look down I'm not going to look to the left or right I'm just going to look forward and he says in Philippians chapter 3 verses 13 and 14 Paul says brethren I count not myself to have apprehended in other words I don't believe I've made it all the way I'm not complete with my course yet but I'm still pursuing he says but this one thing I do here's what my confidence is this is what that I'm going to keep doing until the Lord comes or takes me forgetting those things which are behind quit worrying about the things that discouraged you back there quit worrying about all the scars and problems that you've got from yesterday quit worrying about all the things that discouraged you before that's not the way that's not who you are anymore why because you put your hope in him and he says I don't I'm forgetting all those things which are behind and what am I doing I'm reaching unto those things which are before I'm reaching unto the Lord from what's cometh my house says I press Toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God. Who is it in? Through Christ Jesus. He's saying I've got my eyes upon my hope. My hope is standing at the finish line. My hope, my Savior is standing at the finish line. I'm not worried. Nobody's going to drag me down. No one's going to get me sidetracked. I'm not going to let anything discourage me. Daily I'm going to get myself stirred up. Because I put my trust in Him. And I'm going to keep pursuing that until I cross that finish line. And I've put my, until I can say, I've finished my course. i fought a good fight. Hallelujah. Oh, I've done it. I will receive a crown that's been laid aside, that has been set aside for me. Hallelujah. Isn't He worthy? He's our hope, folks. He's our hope. And we put our trust. And listen, I don't, I don't know what's discouraging you tonight. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know. I have no idea. I know that the, the enemy, I know if you're like me on a daily basis, he'll get the enemy will try to give you something so that you are discouraged, so that you do give up hope. But the Lord says, don't do it. Don't trust in anything. Don't worry about those things. You just put your trust in me, and you give them to me, and let me lead, and let me guide, and I'll renew your strength. I'll give you hope that you will never fail. Everything else will fail. I, if you, Whatever you tonight, if you answer that question, if your hope is in anything but completely in Him, the answer shouldn't be, I trust in God and my 401k. I trust in God and my, this person or this person I care about or this political leader or this plan or whatever. No, your hope needs to be completely, 100% in Jesus Christ. And when it is, you'll never fail. You'll never regret it. You'll make it. Hallelujah. He'll give you strength. I need strength, don't you? And he wants to renew it in your spirit tonight. Let's pray tonight before we go over our prayer request. Let's pray tonight and ask God to renew our strength and to encourage us and to have his way in our life because and thank him at the same time that he is our hope, that he's our hope, that that he is the great God that it talks about in those verses. And yet he stops everything for you. He stops everything from me because he loves us so much. Oh, isn't he worthy to put confidence in? Isn't that who you want? Someone who loves you that much? Oh, I do. He's worthy. He is so worthy. Let's pray tonight. Will you bow your heads? Lord, we come tonight thanking you that, Lord, not only in this book of Isaiah, tonight you're asking us, why do we not have our confidence in you? Why are we discouraged? Why are we telling ourselves that you don't care? Why are we telling ourselves you don't even know what we're going through? Because, Lord, that's the enemy's plot to cause us just to lay down and die. But, Lord, the truth is you tell us that you love us and that you're active in our life and you have a wondrous work you're doing in our life. And if we just put our complete hope in you, You will renew us, God. You will purge our sins. You will give us new strength. You will give us purpose for our every day. You will use us to do things that we can't even imagine in our own minds. God, you're a wondrous God that you love us so much with such passion, with such love. God, you're worthy. And God, just like it said, Lord, all the sacrifices in the world, we could praise you, Lord, from now until the moment you come through, Lord, the eastern sky, Lord, but I'm telling you, you, it wouldn't be nothing. It wouldn't be a drop in the bucket to what you're worthy. God, we worship You and we praise You. Lord, You are our hope. And God, I pray that some tonight is discouraged. And God, there's some that, God, they need Your help. And God, they're sitting there thinking they feel like their enemy is winning. And they feel like the, the enemy of their soul is, is, Lord, defeating them. God, break down that stronghold and give them strength and courage and help. And Almighty God, let hope just flood their soul. That joy just spill out of their life. Almighty God, give them great victory. And that God, every day of their life, that Lord, they would pursue you with all their heart and mind and soul. And that God, their strength would be renewed. That God, instead of just crawling, that they would be soaring all because of what you've done for them and what you're going to do. We thank you, Lord, for that. And Lord, if there's someone tonight that doesn't know you, that they would call upon you who is willing and able to save if they'll just ask you for forgiveness. And Lord, we thank you for that, Lord. We thank you, our present hope hallelujah thank you lord for what you're doing and for this service tonight in jesus name hallelujah amen where is your hope jesus christ hallelujah